0: Before we get started on this week's episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast, I wanted to let you know that my book, Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, has been updated with all new pricing, policies, photos, and venues for 2019 and 2020. If you already own the ebook copy of this guide, you can download the new version for free just by logging back into your account on fairytaleweddingsguide.com and clicking the download button. If you have been thinking about getting the guide, now is a good time because when you buy the ebook version, you get free updates in perpetuity. So even if you're planning a wedding or a vow renewal for two or three years from now, you can always download the latest version of the guide whenever updates are released. I also want to mention that I am not able to offer free updates to the print version of the guide due to the way Blurb runs its store. So, if you only have the print version, you would need to purchase the ebook version and then you will get free updates to that in perpetuity. However, if you already have the ebook and you've been thinking about getting the print guide to have as a companion that you can take with you or mark up, if you buy it now, you will be getting the latest version in print as well. And now, on with the show. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Morgan Glennon about her Wishes Collection wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a cocktail hour at the Summer House and a reception at the Grand Floridian Convention Center and a dessert party at the French Island in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear all about how she planned a larger Wishes Collection event with a larger guest list, and also about the amazing surprise that happened during her reception. So welcome, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Let's start at the very beginning, and tell me a bit about how you guys decided you wanted to have a wedding at Walt Disney World. So
1: I grew up going to Disney every year. We always stayed at the Grand Floridian and I grew up seeing these beautiful brides on the staircase and I jokingly always told my dad, I want to be that girl and him and my mom saying like, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Never thinking this would actually happen. And then as we got older, it kind of faded. And then by the time I was in, like, end of high school, early college, it was like, all right, I'm having a Disney wedding. I don't know who's standing at the end of the aisle, but I know what I want. And then just from there, it kind of just became a thing. And by the time we got engaged, everyone already knew it was going to be a Disney wedding. There was never a question about that.
0: Interesting. And was your fiancé on board? Yes. He
1: embraces my love for Disney. So it works out pretty well.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so your friends and family did not probably react at all when they found out where your wedding was going to be. What did his friends and family say? They were kind of shocked.
1: We had probably been together for three and a half years by the time we got engaged. So at that point, most of them pretty much knew, but it was still a lot of the extended family was like, whoa, what? And even mine were still you know, the ones that you don't see all the time or the extended friends and parents, co-workers were still amazed by it.
0: Okay. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Oh gosh,
1: I don't even know how many we truly invited. I know we sent out roughly 210 invitations. Some of those were singles, some were couples, some were families of five and six. We ended up having about 185 RSVP yes. And then last minute, due to medical issues, probably about 10 or so dropped out. So we probably ended back at 175.
0: Interesting. And are they mostly located in the Florida area or the East Coast? Or how was it that so many people were able to come? Most
1: of them were from New Jersey PA area. A small portion, maybe 20 to 30, were from Orlando, just from my dad's co-workers, and then a couple sprinkled in from North Carolina and just wherever our college friends went once they left uh, North Carolina, but a good chunk of them was uh, my family from New Jersey and Pennsylvania.
0: Interesting. Okay. Now, how did you decide on your ceremony and reception venues? Was it dictated by the size of your group?
1: So that did play a big portion in it. You are limited after you hit, especially that hundred number to where you can go. Once they did the wedding pavilion renovations, I pretty much knew like that's stunning. I mean, it was pretty before and I would have wanted it then there too, but this completely solidified wanting it there with the chandeliers and just everything in the white and the blue, it was gorgeous. And then for the ballrooms, I really loved the rotunda, but numbers-wise and then your timings, that wasn't going to work. There was no way we could have gotten our guest list down even another 25 to 30. So it kind of just worked, especially flow-wise, keeping it all at the Grand Floridian.
0: Interesting. And then how did you choose the marina for your welcome party and the French island in Epcot for your dessert party?
1: So those two were pretty much based on sizes. We kind of got lucky with the marina, worked out size-wise by taking the front piece closest to Gasparilla's and then all the way down the side of Sago Cay. So we were able to kind of fill that entire area, which worked out great. And then French Island, I think they said the next possible option would have been Italy, but because they either assumed they were going to have... Setups for flower and garden things going on over there or and it turned out they had the bridal showcase event there So this one I think just worked out it was a little bit more secluded and then numbers wise we still were limited I think another option was the contemporary and I didn't love That whole bus Looking area. So at least the (laughs) marina for the welcome party kind of made it its own little secluded event
0: Right. That's a good point. And talk a little bit about how you chose the summer house for your cocktail hour.
1: So we were wanting something different that was in your standard ballroom. I really didn't love the walls in the ballrooms, especially at the Floridian, the pink and the little bit of the shimmer wallpaper. So we were trying to figure what can we do. And we had decided to have our rehearsal dinner at the summer house. It was pretty. It was something different. So we figured, why not do it there? It was, of course, a very warm day, the day of our wedding, probably one of the warmer days in March. I think it was almost 86 degrees, if not 86 degrees. So our guests were a little warm and we probably could have moved it up to Citra Coast. But the only worry with that was it, you're limited to the arrangements that they already have for tables and all that. So was it going to feel like a cocktail hour? or Was it going to be more of like a sit down type event? And we ended up just keeping it outside. It was a little warm, but it was still a good time.
0: And did you find that being out in the open, I know sometimes I see people worrying about, you know, it's so close to the pools and other guests are going to walk by. Did that bother you at all? It really
1: didn't. We noticed at the rehearsal dinner, a couple people looking and staring, but you kind of get used to it. When I walked out for the carriage, everyone was standing there. And you know, it's kind of awesome just to be like, Yeah, this is my wedding. So I, I didn't bother me as much as I thought it would.
0: Got it. Okay. Now you had a lot of gorgeous floral and decor. Can you tell me a bit about whether you had a theme and how you communicated to Disney what you wanted for that effect?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I didn't have a theme necessarily. I knew a lot of what I didn't want. I knew I wanted everything. If it was going to be a material, I wanted it to be something more along the lines of like acrylic or mirrored. I didn't want strictly anything silver or gold. So I didn't want specific candelabras that were that metal look or vases or anything like that. So we kind of just went off of that. I knew the florals. I loved purples. So we picked our bridesmaids dresses and I didn't really have a true idea. I, like I said, I just knew a lot of things I didn't like. So when we went down for our planning session, we met with Heather with Disney's floral team. And I kind of explained it to her. And she created this whole vision. And it was more than we could have ever imagined.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. Did she show you inspiration or how did you know what it was going to look like?
1: So she did have a couple photos. Um, We tweaked them slightly just based off of hers were a little bit more woodland or a little bit more whimsical than what we were completely going for. So she had all of her linens out and we were kind of just, honestly, we were winging it. I couldn't find what I liked on Pinterest. I couldn't find through other Disney brides exactly what I was looking for. I just kind of explained it as I didn't want anything tight and round for floral arrangements, I wanted people to be able to see around the arrangements and not be talking to flowers. So, we, like I said, we kind of just went on all the things we didn't want. And then she just made this magical event happen. And it was, we walked in and it was mind blowing.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. From the reception or the pre reception or any of your parties, do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you can recommend?
1: Ooh, so we went down for the Bridal Expo last year. I think it was Super Bowl weekend. And that was where we first tried the churro cake and we loved it. And we did the sampling and it was great um, during the taste test, but it was even better on our wedding day. So I highly recommend, I think it was the spice cake with the churro filling. It was amazing. I can't wait until next March for us to eat our top layer that's currently in our freezer. (laughs) And then we also did, there's a couple of things. I mean, we didn't go too crazy with out of the box things, but it was different things that some people wouldn't necessarily get everywhere they go. For our dessert party in Epcot, we did be our guest chip cups. It was like the cup you would get if you go to Beauty and the Beast and have their trio dessert. So it's like a white chocolate chip Cup that's painted and then it's got gray stuff inside So we did that and it was amazing But it was also great because it wasn't something our guests would get Unless they went to the be our guest restaurant So I it seemed like a rather quick like I saw it on instagram. It was kind of an impulse I texted my parents. They said see if it can happen and My amazing wedding planner christy just pulled out another load of pixie dust out of her bag and it, they were honestly, I thought they tasted better than at the restaurant itself. They were so good.
0: Interesting. Okay. But we
1: tried to do a lot of little things like that. um, Fresh pop popcorn, churros, things that screamed park. So we tried to focus on park food at our welcome party. And then we did all different little pickies at the pre-reception My favorite at the reception and our rehearsal dinner was the white cheddar mac and cheese. I am a mac and cheese freak, so it was so, so good. And then they had like a potato pavé. So it's thin sliced layers of potatoes, sweet potatoes, cheese, and butter. So good. If someone wants something out of the box that's not roasted potatoes or mashed potatoes, Everyone at our wedding loved it.
0: Mm, that sounds great.
1: <laughs> it was good.
0: Now, keeping aside the surprise for one second, what kind of entertainment did you arrange for your reception? So
1: we did the dapper dance. They came to cocktail hour. then they escorted our guests over to the reception did a set while the guests were waiting to be seated. And then they did one after dinner. So it was nice how they broke those. I think they did three full sets. And then we had the magic mirror photo booth, Minnie and Mickey, and we did a confetti cannon at the end.
0: Oh, that's great. Did you pick specific costumes for Minnie and Mickey?
1: We did. We I did the lavender dress and his matching tux with a top hat. That's great.
0: Okay, so probably everybody who has the internet has seen your amazing surprise. (laughs) Let's talk about this. Your dad surprised you with an appearance by Dan and Shay, the country music superstars, is that right?
1: Yes. Oh my God, it was so
0: amazing. How did he pull this off?
1: So dad, roughly for about 10 months, had been keeping this massive secret, and he for about the same amount of time, has been joking about, oh, well, an A-lister is going to come to the wedding. And I'm like, Dad, okay, like, sure, whatever you say. And it got to the point where he was mentioning it every day, a couple times a day, whenever I'd see them. I'm like, all right, look, it's enough. If, you know, no one comes, you owe me $100 for every time you've joked about it. (laughs) So here I am thinking, I'm racking up like this massive, like, tab, and it'll be great. And, and, It was kind of weird, but at the same time, I also had truly no idea, and my mom also had no idea, which was even more amazing that he kept this from everyone minus Christy and whoever he had spoken to in Disney, and then, like, a business partner who knew something was happening, but they also said that they wanted to be surprised, so... Throughout all of this, my dad had to pretend that he didn't know certain people in Disney because how would he have known them besides, you know, me talking about people and if I didn't know them. So he had to pretend about a lot of things and mailing things down. He had to be very secretive and plan last minute work business trips because he does frequent Orlando, but had to make these last minute trips and set things up with business partners to call him with issues. So it was this super large ordeal, but basically he reached out to their record label and kind of hit a wall, knew that's who he wanted and then moved on to Disney. And his thought was no one says no to Disney. (laughs) So Disney kind of helped put the connection together And from there, they just started planning on how is this going to work? You know, is Morgan going to notice these changes? And I didn't. They had extra lighting columns in there, which looking back, yes, now they make sense. An extra speaker package. But that's things that I wouldn't have put two and two together. And I clearly didn't when I walked in.
0: How did he know? Was this something that are they your favorite band? Like, how did he know that this was going to be the surprise for you?
1: So I had the hardest time picking a first dance song. I wanted Speechless by Dan and Shay. That was the one song I loved. I knew it like the back of my hand. And my now husband, then fiance, really loved Ed Sheeran's Perfect. And dad's like, you know, just let John pick something. You know, (laughs) you pretty much tell him everything for this wedding. You know, you pick it all. Just let him have this one thing. Knowing that apparently it would have worked out better for it to be a second dance after the toasts after dinner for this all to transpire rather than prior to so looking back timeline was yeah it made a lot more sense for me to let John pick our first song but then you know he did mention well and you guys can do like a special second song with it later in the
0: day. Interesting. Okay. So tell us how you figured out what was going on and what your reaction was.
1: Oh, so I did not figure it out until I physically saw them on the dance floor. It was insane. So they have us standing on the dance floor. They make John turn away from me. And they said, John, when you hear the music, turn around, look at her, and then, you know, walk to her. And at one point, there was like an awkward pause, and I'm like, why is he not turning? What is happening? And I don't dance. I don't know how to. I have no rhythm. I feel like I look like such an idiot. And he wasn't turning. So finally, he does. And then we meet in the center, and all of a sudden, there's this big remix sound, and my heart drops. I'm like, is there some kind of choreographed dance? What's going to happen? Oh my gosh, I feel sick. What is going on? In the matter of like two seconds, I had a hundred thoughts going through my head. And then we hear something like whoa, 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 Morgan, and John. We just had to, and I turn around and I know in my video and in all my photos, my hand just hits my face and it's instant tears. And then it was like I was shaking the entire time and completely speechless. And I saw my dad in the background beaming. Like he had to be more glowing than I was because he was ear-to-ear smiling because of this massive thing he just helped pull off wow yeah it was insane
0: and did your photographers and videographers know what was going to happen
1: I know my videographers were looped in I don't know how long in advance I don't think photography was looped in much more than a day or two but I could be I mean they could have known a little bit longer but I don't think it was long at all so they did know as of that day but I'm not 100% sure on how much longer it was past that. I know it was a very tight group in Disney, though, that did know.
0: Wow. So, what exactly happened? Like, how many songs did they play? How did it all go down?
1: So, they sang, I want to say, four songs. John and I stood on the dance floor for two of them, which our guests showed amazing restraint because I was really surprised no one like crashed on the dance floor and, you know, (laughs) tried to get in the middle of it. So, we got through two songs, and then Dan and Shay invited everyone onto the dance floor and they sang two more and it was amazing. And then they took us into one of the smaller conference type rooms in the convention center right across from our hall and did like a meet and greet with us, signed some guitars and CDs. We took a bunch of photos and then they signed my wedding dress, which was pretty awesome. So my mom was like, why don't you have them sign it? And I'm like, Yeah, and she's like, well, you're never going to wear it again, and if you do, who cares? (laughs) So we ended up having them sign one of the layers underneath just the hem of it, so it was that was really cool. And then they did a meet and greet with any of our guests who wanted to. So everyone got either their koozies signed, their cell phone cases, napkins, whatever they had on them, and then they
0: all took photos,
1: and we're going to actually post them on social media soon for them to see.
0: That's fabulous. And is it true that you now get lifetime concert tickets?
1: Yes, I can't wait. We're going, we're planning to go see them when they come up to uh, Camden, New Jersey this summer and maybe Homedale if we're lucky. So we're very excited to start using those.
0: Wow, what a fantastic surprise.
1: It was insane. They invited us Before our confetti cannon went off, after our photos with Minnie and Mickey, they were like, oh, if you want to come out to our tour bus and hang out for a bit. And so we walked through like the back kitchen area to find their tour bus hidden in this small area where no one else would be able to see it. And we hung out on there for a little bit and they are just the most chill down to earth guys.
0: Wow. That's fantastic. Okay, so can you share a timeline of how this whole day fit together?
1: Yes, it was a very long day. I think our bridal party was a little shocked at how long it was. Hair and makeup came at 5 in the morning, so we started bright and early. Photos for me started at 9. For John, video started at 9, and then photos weren't until like 10.30, and then photos kind of went from there. We had a 12.30 ceremony in the wedding pavilion, a 1.30 cocktail hour at the Summer House. And technically, I say cocktail hour. We did an hour and a half. So we had a 1.30 to 3 o'clock pre-reception and a 3.15 to roughly 7.45 reception. And then from there, we got on buses and went over to Epcot for like 8 45 to 10 15 and then after that a group of us went to the Atlantic dance hall just for a little drinks and having some fun before we decided okay it's been a very long day let's go home <laughs> but it was a very long day I mean it was amazing and your adrenaline is pumping the entire time but whew, we were tired after it <laughs> wow
0: What was the timeline of the reception? Like you mentioned that Dan and Shay didn't show up till after you did the first dance and the character appearances, or how did that work? So
1: we did um, our first dances when we walked in and then toasts following dinner. We hadn't done cake yet, so it was after dinner Christy came up to me. I was like, Morgan, we're running behind. I'm like, what are you talking about? We have plenty of time, you know, I'll get to every table, not realizing that in theory, my timeline was different than the timeline she had. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh, we've got plenty of time to make it around the tables. And we did. And the good thing was with the welcome parties and everything else, you really did talk to everyone at some point or another, but right before cake after everyone had finished eating is when they decided to do um dan and shay came out and then after dan and shay we did minnie and mickey well we did cake then minnie and mickey um more dancing while they did the meet and greets but dan and shay and then um confetti cannon at the end of the night and then onto the buses so it was very packed
0: wow I hate to ask this but was Minnie and Mickey's appearance sort of an anti-climax after Dan so, and Shay?
1: And that I was thinking that after all of that happened and my dad was a little worried about it too. Honestly, they had just as awesome of a time with Minnie and Mickey wow. as they did with Dan and Shay. People were out there, all the little kids loved it. So everyone was just as pumped for that as they were when Dan and Shay came.
0: That's great to hear. So we
1: definitely were still going on a high and we did not, you know, drop down.
0: Okay, great. So when you were planning, what were maybe the two or three most important aspects of the event where you focused your attention and your budget?
1: So one of the biggest things for me was videography. I knew I wanted video. I had met with Switzer film when we were at the bridal expo last year i knew from the minute that's who i wanted photography is really important and then just overall experience you know you want this to be a memorable event you want guests to have a good time especially because they're traveling such a distance and they're you know coming all this way you want to make sure that they enjoy this day as much as we did so that was definitely the biggest thing and in that when floral and, you know, overall decorations and draping and, you know, just all the little details that they may not have noticed, but I definitely did.
0: Got it. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort?
1: I don't think anything necessarily. Overall, I mean, food and beverages were still, you know, a top thing. Floral was, I I hate to say it, but No, I don't think we
0: really did that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask, (laughs) what is your favorite memory of your wedding day?
1: Oh, gosh. So, I mean, obviously, I should say marrying John, you know, that moment, you know, was one of the top moments. But the night just kept on climbing. I mean, Dan and Shay was amazing. You do these experiences with people that you'll never be you know, do again. We're never going to have these moments. I mean, Dan and Shay walking in was probably one of the top ones. But then coming to the realization, like, my parents did this for us. You know, this entire night was just filled with so much love. And you walked in and everyone was so happy. So I think besides marrying John and Dan and Shay, just the people that traveled all this way for us and, celebrated us and then even the next day drank around the world with us you know you really felt the love
0: oh that's a really good point so did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected nothing in my mind that anyone would have noticed
1: you know i am a slight perfectionist and i have things and i have sometimes a hard time of letting it go but honestly Christy and her entire team did such an amazing job keeping everything moving. And in my mind, when things weren't going right, it was obviously because there was a bigger picture schedule that I just was unaware of. So my freak out moments were only because I had no idea what was going on. Um, But overall, Disney's team will take, if you have zero vision, if you have all the visions, they will take whatever you give them and make this amazing event. And for as stressful as I thought it was, I don't know how we, I could have pulled off any kind of event without them.
0: Right. Okay. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand, or you were stressed out about, and then it turned out not to be? Um, so
1: I was really big on an unplugged ceremony. We had the sign... And when you open the doors and you start walking down the aisle, you naturally, the first person you see is your significant other. So I saw John, but then you also see the phones lining the aisle. (gasps) Looking back, is it a big deal? No. In that moment, did my face probably get a couple shades of red? Probably. But some people did get some good photos that we probably wouldn't, well, we would not have gotten um, without that. So, you know, it is what it is. I do recommend, though, if you do want an unplugged ceremony, make sure you have your pastor or reverend or whoever is there, friend, family member, mention it a couple times because our people apparently were looking at their phones and not paying attention. <laughs> we're looking at the signs when they walked in, but just make sure if that's truly what you want, you make it
0: known. That is a really good tip. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
1: I mean, most of my differently would have just been if I knew Dan and Shay's schedule those things change you know overall but looking back I have no regrets I mean this was probably one of the most amazing days we could have ever experienced it was kind of cool because there were so many people out and about when we did like the carriage ride I didn't see too many, but as I was scrolling through Instagram from, you know, who checked in that day, I was able to see like photos of us driving by in the carriage and things like that. So it was kind of cool to do a little bit of um, some cyber stalking (laughs) and see who had been posting around Disney and all those things. But overall, I have no regrets in anything with this Disney wedding. It was everything a girl could have ever dreamed of and more.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms?
1: Oh, there's so many. I mean, if the main thing is going to be to trust your team. At the end of the day, Disney has their own way and their own timelines of planning things. Have your guest list set or not set, but kind of have an idea on who you're going to invite, even maybe before you go to your first planning session, because that does, in theory, change where you can look and what you know, you may, may be looking at a spot where you can only fit 150 people. Well, if you're over that, it doesn't work. Or, if I, you know, you may have way less than what the minimum requirements are. But also, I would just say if they have a vision, you know, let them give you some examples, be open to trying new foods. I couldn't decide for our planning session or our tasting what foods to try. So I ended up leaving, I think, three slots blank. And let um, the chef pick. And that was the potato pavé we ended up picking. We did a Narcoossee sea bass, which we ended up picking as well. And then I think a chicken. So things that we wouldn't have picked, they do have a really good eye for those things. And also what's most popular. So if you don't know, it's okay. You don't have to have all the answers, I think would be the biggest tip for them, not to stress out about it.
0: That's really great advice. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's planning a Wishes collection event at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime send your comments questions and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com past shows are available in itunes and on the show site disneyweddingpodcast.com and for instant answers to all your disney's fairy tale weddings questions check out carrie hayward's fairy tale weddings guide available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com